So today, we are in the book of Isaiah. My God, I am truly excited because now we are talking about the prophets. We are talking about the book of the prophets now. And Isaiah, let me give you a little background about Isaiah. Isaiah is very important. In fact, some people have even called this the fifth gospel. Now, those who know Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, well, Isaiah is um, considered the fifth gospel. And the reason why it's considered that is because this, this prophet, Isaiah, and this book, talks more about the coming of the Messiah than any other book in the Old Testament. This literally talks about God's salvation. In fact, literally, that's what his name means. Isaiah means the Lord saves or the Lord is Savior. Okay, so here, isn't it? This is why I don't understand how people can really doubt the Bible, or the Word of God. You can't make this up. Isaiah, in this time frame, you know, it, Israel is going through a hard time. They're having different kings stepping up, and each king is kind of like, you know, doing their own thing, not really listening to the prophets. But here it is. God is telling Isaiah, hold on now. Even though things look bad, even though situations looks like it's getting worse, I have a plan to save not only my people, but save the whole world. So here we see Isaiah. His name literally means the Lord saves, right? Well, then what does Yeshua mean in the New Testament or Jesus mean? It means Savior. It means God saves. So here it is in Isaiah, we are hearing about the coming of Jesus. We're hearing about the Messiah. We're hearing about that God is going to save his people. In fact, one example of Isaiah, Isaiah goes to a king, tells the king, hey, you're going to die in a couple of days. Okay, have a nice day. And he leaves. And what happens is the king is so distraught that he begins crying out to the Lord. He begins, you know, seeking the Lord's face. And then the Lord, as Isaiah's leaving, tells Isaiah, go back and tell the king, not only is he going to live, but he's going to have more years. His years will be more prosperous. I'm going to add more years to his life. So here, the theme of this book, if you really want to understand it, is that God's judgment is not always final. Oh, I hope you are understanding this. God's judgment is not always final. Because God, even in his judgment, even in his wrath, still has a plan to save. His will is to save. It is his will that none shall perish. It is his will that all who call on the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. Amen. 
So I hope you all understand that. I hope you are all understanding this is that when you see in Isaiah, we see that God is not this wrathful, angry perception that the world keeps trying to paint him as. Oh, I hope somebody's understanding this. We see that God is not this angry, hateful. I'm just going to punish you because you guys ticked me off. I'm going to cast you into hell. I'm going to put you in punishment. I'm going to hand you over to your enemy. I'm going to hand you over to your sins. I'm going to punish you just because I'm God and I'm all powerful and I can do that. Well, the truth is, if God does that, then he denies his self. He denies his own nature. And God's nature, God's desire is to save his people, not to destroy them. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I hope you all see, I, I didn't even crack open the scriptures yet. I'm just getting started. Are you guys ready for this today? Yes, Lord. Are you guys excited for the word of God today? I hope you guys are ready because here we're going to see that God is, is, is truly the words keep coming to me. We just celebrated Father's Day. God truly is a good, good father. Hallelujah. He truly is the heavenly father. See, we pray, we say heavenly father and we just. We we just say Heavenly Father. Why? Because we probably heard someone in the church say it. We probably heard our mama say it when t- teaching us how to pray. Or our dad say it. Or whoever you listen to praying. Oh, Heavenly Father. But when you truly understand what the Jews understood. That when they cried out, Abba, Father, Heavenly Father. That's a relationship term. That is a term of I can talk to him. He can talk to me. I can relate to him. He can relate to me. There is an inheritance on my life. There is something for me. God is not a million miles away from me. I have access. That's why as soon as you accepted Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, that's why as soon as you accepted him, you can now call because I don't think anyone here is Jewish. So we are the Gentiles. We are the heathens. We are the outcasts. We are the ones who should not have salvation. We are the ones who who shouldn't have the um, inheritance that the Jews have. But because we accepted Jesus, because we have the relationship aspect being adopted by the Holy Spirit, the spirit of adoption himself, we can call him now Father, and now he is not just our God, he is our Father. He is our Heavenly Father. He is the one who does not always want to condemn us or destroy us, but his plan always is to save. Believe it or not, Corona, the the reason why the outbreak of Corona was so great in the United States is because God desires to save the United States, not to destroy it. He desires to save it, not to destroy it. That's why he allowed certain judgments to take place. 
That's why even though Corona hit India, so I'm prophesying right now, even though it hit India so hard, God's plan is not to destroy India. It is to save India. It is to save the nations. It is to save the world. I feel the spirit of the Lord speaking right now. I saved the world once. I shall do it again. That is what the Lord is saying. I saved the world once. I will do it again. I will do it in the name of my son, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. I will do it again if you will call on my name. If my people who are called by my name. Those are the Christians. Those are the believers. Those are the body of Christ. Those who are called by my name shall humble themselves and seek my face. Then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. I'm telling you right now, God is about to heal the land right now. God is about to heal the land. And not only will he heal the land, he will move on the land. He will move on the land like never before. And this move will be so great that it will spread not only across the nation, it will spread across the whole continent. It will spread over even into overseas. Other, the other nations, they used to look at the United States and look at how prosperous they were, how wonderful they are, how amazing they are. No, they're going to look and say, look at what God is doing in that nation once again. Look at the God of Israel moving on. Now they're going to say, look at the God of the United States. He is God. He is the Lord God Almighty. Somebody Amen. needs somebody Hallelujah. needs to talk to me right now. Hallelujah. I hope you are all understanding this. Man, I'm prophesying God got me fired up today. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 1. Do you got, are, are, are you all ready for this? Mm-hmm. I'm going to Isaiah chapter one and I'm going to verse 16. Okay. Isaiah chapter one, verse 16. I hope you are all ready for this. It says right here and it reads, wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. 17. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed judge. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. 18. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. 19. Here's the key. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. My God, I feel the presence and glory of God right now. Listen to me. Look at look at what God says. Do you see how God already starting with Isaiah? If you read before, he wow. talks about how you guys are a sinful nation. I believe this is crying out to the United States. This is the word of the Lord speaking to the United States. He's speaking from Isaiah. And, and it makes sense because 
before Yeshua comes back, there has to be a glorious church. And I believe that age is coming. Now look at this. It says right here. It says, wash you. So it says, wash yourself. Because your sins are so great. Wash yourself. Well, now let's put it in our context. How do you wash yourself? You wash yourself in the blood of the lamb. You wash yourself in the blood of Jesus Christ. So now it says, wash yourself. Make you clean. Put away what? The evil of your doings. Meaning, what what was it that Yeshua said when he came on the scene? Repent. Come on. Repent for the kingdom of God is here. What does repent mean? Repent means change your mind. Change your ways. Change the way you do things. Go away from doing this to now doing this. Come on, somebody. So now it says not only get washed in the blood. See, I know some people, they know how to get washed in the blood, but they don't know how to repent. Oh, somebody, uh, I lost some people. You have to do both. You have to repent. You have to say, yes, Lord, wash me in your blood. And then you have to repent. You have to change your mind. You have to turn away from evil. You have to turn away. You can't say, Lord, wash me in your blood and go right back to doing the same thing that you were doing before. It doesn't work that way. The Lord said what? Wash yourself and then put away the evil of your doings before my eyes. How many of you know God can see everything? How many of you know God sees every right thing you do and every wrong thing you do? But he's saying... Put that away. He's saying, turn your evil from my eyes. And then what does he say? Cease to do evil. So now he's saying, stop doing. He said, just go. But now we in the New Testament, come on, somebody. This is just in the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. We have a new covenant, a New Testament in Jesus. And Jesus says that I will do the work in you. All you got to do is come to me. All you got to do. See, I, see, the deception that the enemy has is that I have to change myself before I come to Christ. No, you come to Christ, he changes you. That's how it works. You come to Yeshua, he changes you. You come to him and you repent. You ask to be forgiven. You ask to be washed in the blood and he changes you. He transforms you. He makes you a new creature. He makes you a new creation. He makes you who you were supposed to be. Who you were always meant to be. The biggest thing that the enemy has stolen from the body of Christ, the biggest thing that the enemy has stolen from the church, from the people of God, is not money. It is not even teaching. What, they, what he has stolen the most is their identity. That's why you see right now in the LGBTQT community, don't nobody know their identity no more. You can't even tell if you're a male or a female no more. Oh, see, I'm talking to somebody today. Because why? The devil's the biggest identity thief in the whole world. Amen. He wants to steal your identity more than anything. Why? Because if he steals your identity, if he steals the 
the the perception that God has of you, if he takes that, then what happens is when he takes it, how in the world are you going to walk in the fullness of what God has for you? How in the world? See, see, a lot of people think you get anointing or divine power by just doing God's work. No, you receive divine authority and power because it's who you are. Christianity is not a religion. Write this down. It is not a religion. It's an identity. My identity is in Christ. That's why I'm called a Christian. But according to one of my brothers, <laughs> um, Sister Monty's husband, it's good. followers of the way is what the church in the New Testament, that's what they were called. They weren't called Christians. They were called followers of the way. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it was more than just you know, being a Christian like a political party. I feel like some people, you call yourselves Christians like a political party. Like, like, like I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I'm a Christian. Let me tell you something. I know some people in office who profess that they are Christians, but you don't know my savior. You don't know the Lord. Let me get off that. Y'all, y'all. What are y'all doing to me? Y'all pulling something out of me today. Stop it. (laughs) It says learn to do well. Seek judgment. Why does it say seek judgment? What does that mean? Seek judgment. Seek judgment. What does that mean? Seek judgment. Why is the Lord saying seek judgment? Let me tell you why. The Lord is saying, seek my correction. That's all judgment means. Seek my correction. If you are doing something wrong, then seek my correction to make it right. That's all his judgment means. Oh, come on, somebody. Seek my correction. But why does God say, seek my correction? Because in the New Testament, God says, because how many of you know God is the same yesterday, today, and forever? So this isn't new. He's saying, seek my correction because if God can correct you, you're still his. Come on, somebody. Amen. You are his child. You are, you are still his child, and he is still Abba Father. Y'all Woo. missed that. He is not just God, but he is Abba. He is Father. So now he's saying, seek judgment, seek correction. Why? So I can not only be your God, but I can be your Father as well. Come yes, on, somebody. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, who is getting this? Holy Spirit, give them revelation. So he's saying, seek judgment, seek my correction, because if God can't correct you, that means, let me tell you something. There comes a point where God, where he will stop correcting you. And that's when you really need to repent, because as long as he's correcting you, that means you're still his. That means because how many, you know, there is no darkness in God. God is light in him. There is no darkness. So what does he do when the light His light shines or the light of the gospel shines. It reveals our darkness. It reveals our fault. And guess what? If in order to make the correction, his light has to shine on it. Mm -hmm. 
But if we make the corrections, come on now. Now we dwell in righteousness. Now we walk closer to him. How many of y'all are getting this? God isn't just doing this because he's a holy and righteous God. He's doing it because he's a father. Mm. He desires a father. He desires a relationship. And I know some of you are like, really? Let me prove it to you. Because he says, relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. That means correct those that don't have a father. That means, you see that? So he's saying, seek judgment because you have a father. And then judge the fatherless. Meaning, tell the ones that don't know better. Ah, come on, somebody. Listen to me. Body of Christ, believers in Yeshua, your job is to make the will of the Father known to the world. Mm. You have to talk to the fatherless. These people out here don't have a father. You may have an earthly father, but you ain't got a heavenly father. You only receive the Heavenly Father when you receive Yeshua. And you only get that when you acknowledge that he is who he says he is. He is the Messiah. He is the Son of God. He is the only way to the Father. I repent. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that he paid the price so that I wouldn't have to. I believe now I have eternal life in him. I believe now I have access to the Father. I believe that the Holy Spirit is inside of me come on somebody none of this is based off of well i think no you gotta get out of that thinking realm you need to go into the believe realm you need to believe this stuff you need to have faith come on somebody y'all ain't talking to me today they weren't ready for today lord now look at this are y'all ready for some more or are y'all ready to go home Look at this. 18. Come now. Look at what God says. Come now. Do you have any idea how powerful that is? Come now. God is saying, come. Come to me. I feel the Lord saying right now to you people, come. Come now. I feel the spirit of the Lord saying the same thing that he said to John in the book of the book of Revelation. Come on up here. Mm. Come on before my throne. Come before me. And look at what it says. Come now. And let us reason together. Saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Why they shall be white as snow? Why doesn't say they they will they are white as snow? Because the blood has not atoned for your sins yet. God is speaking in the future tense. Y'all missed that. Come on, somebody. Because God God's vocabulary is He speaks things as though they are. So He says, "Come now, let us reason." For though your sins may be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Why? Because I'm going to send the Messiah. His blood will atone. And when you come and you're washed in my son's blood, I don't even see your sins. I see the blood. Come on, somebody. 
I see white. I see I see your sins forgiven. Come on, somebody. Who is getting this? Y'all, y'all ain't ready for this. It says, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Do you have any idea? You, you, you have any idea how powerful that is? Because look at what he says. If ye be willing, that's the key. If ye be willing, it's a choice. You have a choice. If ye be willing and obedient. How many? See, I see it. Oh, the Lord is having me go somewhere. I know a lot of people in the church. You're really good at sacrificing. You're really good at giving tithes and offerings. You're really good at showing up on Sunday. You're really good at sitting in the front at the church or sitting in the back wherever you sit. You're really good at, at doing that. But you miss the weightier things of God. Because what God desires even more than your sacrifice is your obedience. You think just because you show up to the church, well, I sacrifice my sleep in order to get here. Come on, somebody. I sacrifice my time in order to get here. But what God requires even more than your sacrifice is obedience. He says, if ye be willing and obedient, that's a higher realm. So he's saying it ain't enough for you to just give me sacrifices. It ain't enough for you just to do this and that. It's for you to be obedient. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. How many of you want to eat the good of the land? How many of you want the very best in the land? Come on, somebody. Aren't you tired of getting the scraps? See, that's what the government wants to hand you. They want to hand you the scraps. They want to hand you what's left over. Because why? That's what the God of the world thinks you deserve. Mm. Thinks you deserve the scraps. You deserve to barely make it in this world. Mm. You deserve to barely make enough income to pay for your mortgage. You barely have enough to make it through living paycheck after paycheck. Come on, somebody. Somebody needs to talk to me. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. You feel like, well, how come the rich get the mansion and this? Like, but we who are the believers in the body of Christ, how come I can't get the nice house? How come I'm the one in the apartment? How come I'm the one who's who's living in, in, in a roach-infested uh, hotel or whatever it is? Come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about. How come it is the Christians who look like they are struggling the most with their finances when they have the God of prosperity, the God, the ruler of heaven and earth? It is because you miss the requirements in order to receive the good of the land. To receive the very best of the land. Mm. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall what? Eat the good of the land. Amen. Ye shall eat the very best. You shall get the very best. That's good. Not the scraps, not the leftovers, the very best. You shall eat the good of the land. 
But if ye refuse, see, this is what happens. This is what's happening in the church. This is what happens in the United States. But if ye refuse and rebel, this is a rebellious generation that the enemy is trying to raise up. But how I many you know that in history, a mighty strong kingdom can squash a rebellion? <laughs> A mighty strong kingdom can squash a rebellion. And that's what the kingdom of God is going to do. It's going to squash this rebellious generation. These people that don't want to hear the ways of the Lord, don't want to see the, the things of God anymore. Oh, yeah, it's going to be hard to miss. We're going to fix that. You got people dishonoring offices. That should never be dishonored. They should never be dishonored. I don't care how people feel about men. You should never dishonor the office of father. You should never do that. We just celebrated Father's Day. I know we just celebrated that. But the Lord wants me to emphasize this. You, what the world is doing and what a lot of people have done. They have dishonored the office of father. You should never dishonor that office. For do you not know that it is in that office? That's where your inheritance comes from? Y'all missed that. Because what did God say? God said, I am the God of your fathers. Not your mothers. Y'all missed that. Because the fathers, he placed the inheritance in the fathers. You receive more from your father than you do your mother. Believe it or not. That's why what, 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 what the devil has done trying to kick out the, the, the office of the father out of households, out of families, and dishonoring the, 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 uh, the, the relationships of, of, of fathers and the perceptions of fathers. Talking about you don't need a father. Yes, you do, flesh creature. That's why God says, I am father to the fatherless, so that you can receive an inheritance. So that you're not out here in the wilderness. You receive from your father. You know, I get this all the time. Even my siblings, you know, they, they say what? Yeah, they say we look like our mother. But a lot of times they say you look like your father. The way you handle yourself or the way you do certain things, that's just like your father. Why? Because that's what we received. That's what we inherited. Yes, we inherited things from our mother, but we inherit more from our father. Y'all need, need to understand that. Who wants an inheritance? Who wants, who, who, who wants something? Mm -hmm. Then you need to place honor where it needs to be due. You should never dishonor that office of father. Why? Because it is an office. It is an office just like apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher. The same way you wouldn't dishonor a, a, a prophet or a teacher or a preacher. You should never dishonor a father or a spiritual father. It, it doesn't matter. If they have that office of father. 
Why? Because there's something on their life God wants to hand to you. Come on, somebody. Y'all missed that. Hallelujah. Y'all, y- y'all ain't ready for this. I got, I got church mice today. I got church mice. Make sure everybody's me. Make sure everybody's me. Thank you. Come on now. Let me move on. Let me let me move on from this. What are y'all pulling out of me? Let's go to Isaiah chapter six. We're almost done. Let's go to Isaiah chapter six, please. Hmm. Now, this is why this is so powerful. The Lord is having me go somewhere with this. Look at this. Look at what God says. Or look at what Isaiah sees. Look, 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 look at what happens. Isaiah gets a vision. And I love this vision. Look at this. In the year, uh, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. High and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. What what does train mean? That means robe. That means he saw he saw that God was so vast and so big that his presence started to fill the entire temple. It started to fill it. He saw the Lord and his train filled the temple. Now look at this. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his feet, which means two. And with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Let me tell you something. You want to know what songs God really loves to hear in worship? See, I'm going to give you all a secret. Do y'all really want to know what songs uh, the father, I ain't say Jesus. I said the father really wants to hear when you worship, when you fellowship. He wants to hear talking about how holy he is. He wants to hear holiness. That's what he wants to hear. He wants to hear songs that talk about how holy, how wonderful, how set apart he is. That's what the father loves to hear. Because all around his throne, what is he hearing? Holy, holy, holy. So that means if you want the father to come into your living room, your car, or anywhere, start playing something that talks about holiness. Or start talking about holy is the Lord God Almighty. Talk about, come on somebody, y'all need to hear this here. Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has a preference. See, the word of God is not just rules and bylaws. Come on, somebody. It is the roadmap to God's heart. God is making it known. This is what I like to hear. I like to hear holy. What is the four beasts around his throne saying around him? Holy, holy, holy. That's what they're saying. They're saying holy is the Lord. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Come on, somebody. That's what the father loves to hear. Well, then, if the father has a preference, what is Yeshua's preference? What is Jesus' preference? Mm. Do you, do, do you want to hear that today? Yes. Do you want to know what Jesus wants to hear when you worship? Yes, please. 
Do you want to know what songs really touch him and make him move? Is when you talk about how worthy he is. When you say, worthy is the lamb. When you say, worthy are you, Lord. Worthy. He is worthy. When you talk about how worthy he is. Amen. That's good. When you talk about how there is no one else like him. Because why? In the book of Revelation, what do they say? Come on. When the scrolls are open, they say, worthy is the lamb that was slain. Come on, somebody. All of heaven was saying what? Worthy is the lamb. God is making his heart known. If you will just follow it. People ask me, how do I have this intimacy, this relationship? It's because I learned the preferences. I learned what God wants. God wants to hear how holy he, the father wants to hear how holy he is. The, the Yeshua wants to hear how worthy he is. Well, then what about the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit has a preference. Mm. What does the Holy Spirit wants to hear? Mm. Are y'all ready for this? Mm-hmm. What the Holy Spirit, what he really loves to hear. Especially when you're in worship. See, the Father is holy. Jesus is worthy. Mm. Holy Spirit just wants to hear your love for God. Mm. That's it. He just wants to hear you say, I love you. Mm. Come on, somebody. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is the one who fills you with the love for Mm. Jesus. Come on, somebody. Mm. Which means if you want to feel the love, Mm. that's when you feel the Holy Spirit. Mm. When you want to feel the Holy Spirit, just say, I love you, Lord. Mm, Thank you, Lord. Just say, I love love you. you. I adore you. Mm -hmm. When you start saying, I love you, and your love for God starts being expressed, then that's when the Holy Spirit takes over. How many of you notice, those who can speak in tongue, whenever you start loving on God, whenever you start entering that love realm, you start busting out in tongues. Who here has noticed Mm -hmm. that? Come on now. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to those who who have received the gift of tongues. Put that in the chat if you notice that. Whenever you start loving on God, whenever you start entering into that love realm, you start busting out in tongues. Why? Because that's when the Holy Spirit takes over. That's when the Holy Spirit starts to move. The Holy Spirit just gets so excited and says, let me speak through you. To the Father. Let me give you the perfect prayer. Mm. Let me move on. See, y'all got me on something right now. Now, his face in between. Now, and one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now, here. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Mm. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. He's a prophet, a man of God, and he is saying, just standing before the Lord, I am a sinner, I am a wreck. How many of you know the goodness of God leads to repentance? See, 
this is how you're going to save the world. This is how you're going to lead people to Christ. Is not by bringing God's condemnation, but by showing God's goodness. Because the goodness of God leads to repentance. Look at this. Of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. So he said, everybody around me is of unclean lips. Everyone around me is a sinful creature. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away. Glory to God. And thy sin purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. And he said, go and tell this people, hear ye indeed, but understand not and see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat and make their ears heavy and shut their eyes lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and convert and be healed. Then said I, Lord, how long? And he answered until the cities be wasted without inhabitant and the houses without man and the land be utterly desolate. And the Lord have removed men far away, and there be a great forsaking in the midst of the land. But yet in it shall be a tenth. How many of you know what that means? A tenth. A tenth. What does tenth mean? That means tithe. That means a tenth. God, come on now. God's preservation is your offering. When you give an offering a tenth of something... You are receiving God's preservation. You're receiving something. Come on, somebody. That's why God said a tenth will remain. So he says, but yet in it shall be a tenth and it shall return. So that means a tenth is an investment. Come on, somebody. And it shall return. So guess what? When you give an offering a tenth of something, when you give a tenth of your talents, a tenth, when you go all the way back to Jacob, said, Lord, whatever you give me, I give you a tenth. That tenth means what? It shall return. Come on, somebody. It shall return and shall be eaten and a tail tree and as an oak. How many of you know there is nothing sturdier than an oak? That means God is trying to establish you. I'm teaching y'all something. Mm. Whose substance is in them. What? Whose substance is what? In them. That means you ain't got to go to everybody else to get something. You ain't got to go to the bank to get a loan. You will have money. Mm. Y'all missed that. You won't need the government to help you with certain things. You got your own stuff. Because God has provided and taken care of you. See, people saying, oh, Simba, that sounds like a prosperity gospel. Well, flesh creature, what do you think the gospel is? The gospel of the kingdom. This is part of the kingdom. This isn't no prosperity gospel. This is the kingdom. The kingdom of God 
is part of prosperity. God said, you shall prosper as your soul prospers. But some of you, people don't even understand that. God says, if you give a test, see, God follows his own system. That's why he's leaving a tenth. Because he's saying, if I leave this tenth, that means by my own law. (laughs) By my own law, I have to restore this land. I have to do this. Come on now. Who caught that? I think some people missed that. An oak whose substance is in them, when they cast their leaves, so the holy seed shall be the substance thereof. Who is the holy seed? Yeshua. If you want to produce Yeshua in your life, part of the reason is tithes, is your offering, a tenth. And it's not just money. It's a tenth of your talents. A tenth of something. It means if you want Yeshua, if you want the Holy Seed to manifest, there has to be an offering of yourself. Mm. Y'all, y'all missed that. Mm. Now let me go back. Are y'all done? I got some church mice today. Are y'all done? No. Who here? Who here is getting this? Who here is learning something? Who here is receiving something? Amen. Glory to God. Look at this. Then flew one of the seraphims, verse 6, unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Now let me talk to you. Why why does the angel do that? Why does the angel take something off of God's altar and places it on his lips and said, Now your sins are forgiven. Now you're purged. You want to know why? Because... There is a realm of glory Mm. where God is all fire. Mm. In fact, we'll read about this in Ezekiel. It says um, Lucifer was was the angel who could go up and down the stones of fire. He could go up and down the stones of fire, Mm. meaning he could go in that realm where God is all fire. He could go up it and he could go down it. How many of you know that Lucifer knows holiness? See, Satan knows what's holy because he used to be holy. He knows holiness and he knows how powerful holiness really is. Why do you think Yeshua says, be holy as your father in heaven is holy? That holy doesn't mean holier than thou, super spiritual or religious. It means set apart. Well, how do you become set apart? You become set apart when you become engulfed in the fire of the Holy Spirit. That's why when Yeshua comes or when the Messiah comes, John says, I baptize you with water. But there is one who will come who will baptize you in fire in the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. 
He said he will baptize you in the fire. Why? Why does he say baptize? See, I baptize you with water, but I, but there is one who will come who will baptize you in the fire in the Holy Ghost. Why does he say in fire? Because fire is part of God's realm of holiness. So he said that the Messiah will baptize you in fire and he'll make you holy. He'll he'll purge you of your sins. He'll forgive you. He'll make you whatever sinful desires that you have in your heart. He'll burn it away with the fire. See, Yeshua paid the price for you to receive God's fire. Not for you just to receive God's salvation, but to receive God's fire. Wow. Wow. That's why <clears throat> when I pray for people and I unleash the fire of God, I tell people I'm a spiritual flamethrower. I throw fire everywhere. Why? Because I know how much the devil hates that fire. That holy fire. That fire that makes everything purged, that makes everything set apart. How many of you know, some of you have hearts of gold, meaning that you have hearts that are valuable to the Lord. But how many of you know that only the purest gold is purged in fire? Come on, somebody. You might have a humble heart. You might have a good heart that, that, that is gold and that is valuable to God. But guess what? If it ain't in that fire, it ain't the purest gold. Mm. How many of you want God to receive your heart as the purest gold? Mm. How many of you want God to see your heart not only as gold, but as pure gold, as seeing as it is the finest? Then ask the Lord to fill him with, your, with his fire. To baptize you in fire. Ask Yeshua to baptize you in fire. To purge the gold. To purify the gold. So that you can receive even more from God. Yes, Lord. See I taught y'all something. Yes, Lord. I taught y'all about some holy fire. I got time for one more revelation. I, I, are you guys ready for this? I got time for one more revelation. Who here wants one more revelation? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Y'all want one more revelation? Mm -hmm. Look at this. <sighs> also, eight. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? See, the father ain't saying, wow. who's going to go for me? He's saying the, the Trinity are having a meeting. They're talking. The father's on his throne. He said, he's, see, no, he didn't say, oh my gosh. Y'all ready for this? Buckle y'all seatbelts. What did Isaiah see? He said, for I have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. He wasn't talking about the father. Mm. Wow. He saw the father, yes. But he saw the coming king of glory. He saw Yeshua there with him. And he saw the Holy Ghost. That's why it said, and smoke 
and smoke filled the room. He saw all three. Mm. How else would he write what he heard? Who will go for us? Who's the us he's talking about? Mm. He saw the Trinity. He saw the Father. He saw the Son. He saw the Holy Spirit having a conversation and saying, who will go for us? That's so good. Who will go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost? What did Yeshua say to the disciples? Baptize and go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. You need all three. Come on, somebody. That's good. So when the Lord sends you, see, it ain't enough for you just to go in the name of Yeshua. You need to go in the name of all three. Who's going to go in the name of the Father? Who's going to go in the name of the Son? Who's going to go in the name of the Holy Spirit? He said, who will go for us? And Isaiah said, here am I, send me. Yeah. Send me. If you can't send anyone else, then send me. Yes. I'll go. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Who here is like that? Say, Lord, if you need anybody, send me. I'll go. If you need somebody to speak for you, if you need somebody to speak your word, speak your truth, if you need anybody, send me. I'll go. That's good. I'll go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yes. Why know. do you think the Lord gave you the connection to all three of them? Mm. Hallelujah. He gave you the Holy Woo! Spirit inside of you. He gave you the relationship with Yeshua and the connection through Yeshua to him. All three. Because you need all three in order to shake the world. You need all three in order to make a difference. You need all three to save a nation. Thank you, Lord. To save a generation. You need all three. It's not enough just to walk in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are wonderful. Walking in the words of knowledge, working in the words of wisdom, walking in speaking in tongues, uh, prophesying. Those are wonderful. It is wonderful to heal the sick, to cast out devils, to, to raise the dead. It's wonderful to walk in those gifts and those anointing and power. But it means nothing if you don't have all three backing you. Amen. You might have the power of Jesus. You might have the power of the Holy Spirit. But you need Father in this too. You need the love of the Father to inhabit you and to envelop you. Why? Because the reason why Yeshua could do such marvelous things, even though his ministry was only three years, he did more in three years than some ministries have been able to do in 300 years. Not 30 years. Not, I said 300 years. He did more in three years than some ministries have done in 300 years. Why? Because he knew the connection of all three. He said, abide in my love as I abide in my father in his love. Because it is through the love of the father. That's what Yeshua manifested. I'm going to prove it to you. Go to John 17. See, I'm on a roll right now. Don't, number, don't nobody tell me to calm down. I'm on fire. I'm working. Go to John 17 quickly, quickly. John 17. Mm -hmm. 
Are you there? Now, this is the real Lord's Prayer. This is my favorite Lord's Prayer. <clears throat> Number two. So, actually, yeah, let me go verse one. I'm going to read this. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I Here's the key. Verse 4. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou hast givest me to do. <clears throat> and now, O oh Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world. Six, I'm going to end it right here. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Mm. Th thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. What does that mean? Yeshua said, God, I have manifested your name. Wow. I manifested who you are. That's why he said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You've seen what the Father's like because you met me. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. When the man came to him and said, Lord, if ye be willing, heal my son. And the Lord said, what? Well, I am willing. Why? Because the father is willing to heal. Because I am making his name known as Jehovah Rufi, the healer. Come on, somebody. Y'all missed that. I'm making my father's name known through my life. If you want to know what the father's like, just take a look at me. Because everything I do, I just do what I see my father doing. If he, the reason why Jesus healed so many is because his father is a healer. Yeah. The reason why he delivered so many from the clutches of the enemy, from demon oppression and demon possession, is because God is a deliverer. Hallelujah. The reason why the Bible says those that walked with Jesus, his disciples were in lack of nothing. Woo! Jesus told Peter, go get a fish. And the first fish you catch, get the gold coins out of its mouth to pay for you and for me. Debt free. Why? Because Jehovah is the provider. He's Jehovah Jireh, the provider. And why is now salvation, our relationship, our righteousness is now based in Jesus? Why? Because Jesus is making the Father righteousness known as Jehovah Tesikinu, which means God is my righteousness. Meaning that it's not my righteousness, it is I have God's righteousness through Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord. Come on now. Yes. Are you getting this? Thank you, 
So now, as I'm about to close this, I'm about to wrap this up. I hope you all learned something. I hope you all received something. I want you all to understand this. If you don't understand anything else, understand this. Is that God's plan, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it entails, Mm. his heart is to always save his people. Mm. Thank you, Lord. His heart is always to save. It is never to destroy or condemn. It is to save. Wow. That's good. Thank you, Lord. And even if God has placed a judgment, even if God has done something, don't just say, well, it's God's will. No, you can be like Isaiah. Come, let's reason. Let's talk. Let's talk. How do you talk to God? In prayer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But even more than that, Mm -hmm. when you have a relationship with him, it's Mm -hmm. easier to talk to him about some things. Mm -hmm. God once told me certain things I talk with you about or I reveal to you is not because you're my prophet. It's because you're my friend. Mm -hmm. When you become a friend, when you become that relationship with God Mm. then before God does something he'll show and then he'll say let's talk about it Mm. because I want to talk with you to see Mm. if there's something that can be done that will change my mind wow thank you Lord because right now this is what the people's sin is causing me to do Mm. but how many of you know the Lord said if there just be one righteous Mm. yes Lord I can save an entire city. I can save an entire nation mm-hmm. if there just be one that's Do righteous. That. Do that. If there just be one that will talk with me, that will pay the price to fellowship with me. Dang, okay. Are you all understanding this? Mm-hmm. So change that perception of God. Change, change that, oh, I can't go to the Father. The Father's mm-hmm. scary. No. The Father may look scary at first, but trust me, he, there is no one more loving than he is. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. If you think Yeshua is so loving, those who have encountered Yeshua, if you thought Yeshua was so loving, well, where do you think he got his love from? Mm. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> where do you think he got that love from? His father, his father, Yeshua even said, the father's greater than I, which means no matter how much Yeshua loves you and he loved you so much, he was willing to die for you. Thank you. He was willing to go to hell and be trust his father to raise him back from the dead for you. That's how much he loved you. Mm. But God loved you so much mm-hmm. that as soon as you sinned, As soon as man fell, Mm. when did God's plan for redemption start? Who can tell me? In Genesis. Genesis. The same chapter when we fell, Mm. God said, I already have a plan to bring you back to me. Thank you. I don't know about you, but that's amazing. That's amazing love. As mm. soon as you made a mistake, God said, I already working out a plan to save you. That's good. 
So right now I'm about to close. I'm about to pray. I hope you all enjoyed this. I hope you all learned something. Um, Tune in next week. I'm going to go Isaiah part two because the Lord wants me to share some more in Isaiah. And I'm going to do that. Um, And I hope you guys are ready. I hope you all are excited. And so I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for those right now. Who here wants to receive um, the fire of God? Because I know some people are like, I want to receive something. I want to receive healing. Mm -hmm. But who wants to receive the fire of God? Mm -hmm. As I pray, because you know, Yeshua said, Mm -hmm. and John the Baptist talked about it, that he will baptize you in fire. Some of you receive water baptism, but how many of you have received the baptism of fire? I'm going to pray for some people. Some people are like, I just received a notification. Some people are experiencing pain. Let me tell you something. I'm going to pray for people right now. I'm going to pray for healing. I'm going to pray for everything. But I want, as soon as you feel the healing, as soon as you feel the power of God, please let us know. Let us know what is happening. Because right now, I can just feel the presence and power of God right now. Right now, I just want, if you need a healing if you need something i want you to place your hand on that area right now i want you to believe with me i want your faith to be in agreement with my faith because i believe that yeshua is going to manifest that he's going to make the father's name known as a healer i believe that those who are seeking the fire baptism that he is going to hit you with the holy spirit like never before I believe that this word is truth. The word of God is true. And let's just believe in what God said. Okay? So right now, I hope you all are ready for this. So right now. Thank you. Lord, Heavenly Father, right now I come before you and I give you the highest praise, which is hallelujah. And right now, Lord, I lift right now all these people that are here right now, all those who are watching me, all those who are listening right now. I pray right now that as we go before your throne right now, I plead the blood of Yeshua over all of them right now to wash us from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet. I pray, Lord, that you will wash our hearts right now in your blood right now. And I pray right now, Lord, that you will just continue to manifest and move in a mighty way. I pray, Lord, that the Spirit of God will just move and flood this atmosphere, that it will flood the people's hearts and minds. Holy Spirit, my friend, that you will just continue to manifest your presence, that you will begin to touch the people right now. I decree and declare right now, I set foot into my office as king right now. And I say right now, in the name of Yeshua, right now, I command right now that all works of the kingdom of darkness on these people's lives, all spirits of doubt and confusion, all spirits of fear, I command right now the powers of death and hell are broken right now in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach right now. I command right now it to be bound that the chains are broken and they are cast back to the depths of hell from whence they came and they are not to return right now. I loose right now the kingdom of God. I loose right now the power of the Holy Spirit. I loose right now on the people right now. Lord, I pray right now. I pray that the fire of God, holy fire from your throne, will fall on the people right now in the name of Yeshua. That it will fall on their hearts right now. That it will consume them right now. That Lord, that by the Holy Spirit that
that your fire will consume them right now. Yeshua, I pray right now that you will touch everyone who is here right now and baptize them in fire right now. Baptize them in the holy fire from the throne of God right now. That their hearts may be pure. That their hearts may be purged. That their sins may be forgiven. That right now, everything that is not like you, all unrighteousness, all things that are not of you, that it is removed right now in the name of Yeshua. Right now. Thank you, wonderful master. I pray right now for all those who are experiencing pain right now. I pray for all those who need healing right now. I pray for all those that need something from you right now. I loose the kingdom of God right now. I bind and rebuke right now. I command right now bodies to come in line with the kingdom of God right now. I command all pain to go right now in the name of Yeshua. I see right now pain in the knee and the legs. I see pain in the back and the neck. I pray right now. I command right now all that to go now in the name of Yeshua. And I seal the healing now in the name of Yeshua by the blood of Yeshua right now. And I pray right now release healing right now complete healing from the throne of god right now right now somebody you're feeling heat in your legs you're feeling heat in your thigh you're feeling heat in your hips you're feeling heat in your back that is the healing power of god right now start moving that area and you will see that it is being healed right now Right now, it is being healed. I pray right now for those who need a financial miracle, those who need the, um, a breakthrough, Lord. Right now, I call upon the power of the breaker right now. In the name of Yeshua, right now. Right now, I just release the kingdom of God right now. Receive it right now. Receive it right now. Right now. Right now, restoration resurrection power resurrection glory is being released right now thank you wonderful master wonderful master start moving start moving that is an act of faith keep moving there it is right now there it is healing is released right now i see it being released right now thank you wonderful master start moving your necks there's a tightness in neck start moving your neck you'll see that it's loose i seal that right now I see that right now. There's someone, the Lord is showing me this. You have pain in your jaw, like right here in in your jaw area. Start moving that area. That's being healed right now. The Lord is healing you right now. The Lord is healing you. I can feel that because the Lord is showing me that right now. The Lord is healing you. Receive that. Just thank him right now for the healing that is being taken place right now. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Right now, some of you are feeling that fire. Some of you are feeling that fire right now. There it is. Receive it. Wow. Receive it. More, Lord. More. More fire. More of your healing power. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, glorious master. And I seal it by the Holy Spirit and by the blood of Yeshua. It shall not return. Mm. Hallelujah. Right now. Thank you. Start moving. Start moving. Some of you are feeling loose. Some of you are feeling like a noodle right now. That's how loose it is. Thank you, Lord. That's good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, glorious master. Lord, we love you. 
We adore you. We thank you and praise you. Not just for all you've done, all you're doing, all you're going to continue to do, but most importantly, Lord, we thank you for being who you are. For there is no one else like you. It's in Yeshua's mighty name I do pray, while in the presence of the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. For thine is the kingdom, power, and glory forever and ever. And my prayer partner said with me, because they believe and received it, said amen, amen, and amen. Glory to God forever.